Welcome to Kigari Unlocked, your go-to source for all social trends, gossips, and the latest fan news, world of reviews, entertainment, and edutainment. Join us as we uncover the hottest trends, juicy gossips, and deliver the most entertaining and enlightening discussions. So sit back and relax. Welcome to another episode of Kigari Unlocked and in today's episode we're going to be covering communication for a healthy relationship. I am your host Sandra and I encourage you to go listen to our previous episodes where we even covered the five love languages. I'm pretty sure you're gonna like it guys. So let's dive into it to talk about communication in different segments and the first one is just the basics understanding the um, um, understanding and empathy. So let's start with the basics. Communication is not just about words. It's about conveying thoughts, feelings, and, you know, ideas. When we communicate, we're essentially sharing a piece of ourselves with others. It's the way we express our needs, desires, and emotions. So, you know, the only way to understand the other person is to have empathy. So empathy plays a significant role in this process. Empathy is simply known as the ability to understand and share the feelings of one another. So it's like stepping into someone else's shoes and seeing the world from their perspective. When we communicate with empathy, we create a bridge of understanding between us and the other person so imagine if you're trying to say something and the other person doesn't want to understand you just because they're too self-involved or they don't empathize with your ideas that means they will never understand you and you also not be able to convey the message the way you want it to be so that way it hinders the communication there is no effective communication in that case so imagine a situation where you know your partner is upset instead of dismissing their feelings or trying to fix a problem empathetic communication involves saying something like I can see that you're upset. I can see. Tell me where what's bothering you. How how can I help? This simply is an act of you know acknowledging the emotions and you know they can go a long way in strengthening your bond. Two is the art of effective listening. So effective listening could be also described as active listening. So another crucial aspect of effective communication is active listening. This is not n- enough to just, you know, speak. We must also listen. So communication is a two-way thing. You cannot just talk and think you're communicating. Communicating involves also listening. So active listening means giving your full attention to the speaker, to the other person, without interrupting or formulating your response while they speak. Think about a time when someone truly listened to you how did it make you feel chances are you felt valued understood when we actively listen we show respect for other for the other person the other person's perspective perspective and create a safe space for them to express themselves so to practice active listening try to maintain eye contact nod in acknowledgement if needed and ask clarifying questions so this can be done by um let me see if i understand what you're trying to say uh did you mean this and this and this and the other person will be like yes this is what i meant or no uh i meant this and this so that you understand them fully and show them that you're actually listening so it's a skill that requires practice but can transform your relationship from one like the lowest level to a hundred so um two-way communication i want to emphasize the effective communication it's a two-way it's not just about expressing yourself but also about encouraging the other person to share their feelings and thoughts creating an open and inviting environment for dialogue is essential when both parties in a relationship actively participate in communication in the communication process it fosters a sense of partnership and mutual understanding so remember it's it's not a competition So it's a collaboration. You want a relationship to work. So make sure you understand and listen to your partner. So in summary, 
we've, we've highlighted the significance of understanding empathy and active listening as foundational elements of you know, a healthy communication. So when we prioritize these aspects, we build a stronger and more meaningful connection with our partner or significant other. So let's also talk about assertive communication. So assertive communication, I believe it's used normally when someone is trying to lay their boundaries. You know, however much you've been in a relationship, you may feel like you're not hard. You 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 know, there are things that some the other person is crossing, yet to you there are boundaries and Maybe they're even doing them unknowingly or you've said it, but they've not listened. And now you have to be assertive. So assertiveness is often considered the gold standard of healthy communication. When you communicate assertively, you express your thoughts, needs and feelings clearly and confidently. So while you also expect the other person understand respecting the thoughts and feelings of others is important so an assertive communicator might say something like i appreciate your input but i have a different perspective on the issue that is so normal there's this friend of mine okay i wouldn't say she's a friend but she's someone i know she was asking that she's she's dating someone older and she's scared of actually talking to the person about her own perspective so he might come and say something like we're going to be having dinner at this place and then she's also not comfortable with that but she has ideas of where they actually can go and have dinner so she's actually afraid or a bit scared to you know um give the guy her perspective she was like i don't know if it's all right or it's you know appropriate for me to talk to him and tell him about my own perspective what i think or what i feel i wonder how he actually will take it so um I always say this, staying true to yourself is very important. If you if you want the other person to know what you're thinking, is only through you say it. There is no way you expect them to know what you're thinking or feeling without you communicating it. So the best way to communicate is actually having a conversation with someone where the, this particular effective communication that we're learning about comes in. So in in the case of someone like her, I feel like these are the best examples to use. So you could be like, I have a different perspective on this issue. We could do this and this and this. Uh, and then you listen and see what the other person thinks without being scared. Because one, what you're trying to communicate is not wrong, is what you feel. And a relationship, like we said, it's a two-way thing. It has to come from both parties to, to an agreement. That's how relationships are built. I'm not saying compromise is not important but you compromise in places where you see uh it's very needed you do not compromise every single little thing that means a relationship will be one way you will be in a relationship with the person that is not in a relationship with you so this style promotes honesty transparency and trust me actually it, it opens an exchange of ideas it's the best so also assertive communication helps to establish boundaries and you know, build trust in relationships. It's about finding a balance between expressing yourself and listening to others. Yeah, but there's also something I know, which is actually something I'll talk about next. It's called passive communication. So passive communication is just people who are not who are not comfortable to confront others in terms of maybe a mistake or I don't know, like you're not comfortable just expressing your needs right away. So let's let's discuss passive communication so passive communicators tend to avoid confrontation like i said and may have difficulty expressing their own needs and desires they often prioritize the feelings and the needs of the others over their own so the same example i mentioned above these people actually 
you could even realize you're also one one of those people at a time because sometimes you're like i don't want to cause a fight i don't want to cause a disagreement let me just you know let me just chill it yet you could even just communicate it and the other person might even like your idea without you know maybe if that's mistake they made they did it and unknowingly and if you don't communicate about it it's gonna happen again and the other person can only stop if they know that you are you're not comfortable with whatever they're doing so uh passive communication can lead to misunderstandings like i said and unmet needs in a relationship for example if you're pers- you're a passive communicator you might say it's okay don't worry about it you know you, you can even say when you're feeling you know when, when you're upset you're like you know let's just forget about it and you end the conversation just in the middle i've noticed this i used to do this myself i'm like i start I confront someone, we start talking about it and they don't understand my perspective. They're not empathetic with what I'm trying to say. And I'm like, yeah, let's just forget. Forget I said anything because I feel like it's not taken the way I want it to be taken. And um, I want to I, I, I want to convey this message differently and I feel like it's not being conveyed. So it's best we just wrap up and avoid the fight. But that didn't mean that the problem was solved. That didn't mean that the, the what I trying to um, I'm trying to communicate was taken in the right way. So, like I said, it's a two way thing. You have to make sure that your partner is also a good communicator in terms of even calling them out about their communication strategies. You call them out about you know not being able to communicate effectively. Effectively, that means listening or also empathizing or even them talking about what they feel or what they think. So, um. Yeah, while passive communication can be well-intentioned, it's essential to recognize that it can hinder effective communication. Finding your voice and expressing your needs is vital for healthy relationships. Agreed. Now there's also something else called passive-aggressive communication. So (laughs) passive-aggressive communication is actually very funny because you do things out of spite to someone, to your partner, thinking that they will know you're doing it in return to what they did. This style is a bit more complex. Passive-aggressive communicators often express their anger or frustration directly. They may use sarcasm, backhanded compliments, or, you know, subtle sub- sabotage to convey their displeasure. An example of passive-aggressive communicators, it's someone saying like, oh, you're always so punctual, just, you know, sarcastically, and it must be, it mu- it must be nice to have everything together. When you're actually upset about someone being late. Yeah, I agree. I can relate to this. I, I was so passive aggressive for the longest time. <laughs> I'm guilty as charged. So I was like very passive aggressive at some point where I'm like, this person knows what they're doing. If we're supposed to meet and we do not meet on time, it's them. And they didn't communicate in time. So that means they don't give it value. So instead of like causing a scene, I'm like, let me just be sarcastic about it and you know, just make them feel what I feel. So passive-aggressive communication can be damaging to relationships because it often creates confusion and tension. It's crucial to address underlying issues openly rather than resorting to passive-aggressive behaviors. Confronting someone is actually very, very fulfilling when you do it because the other person knows how you feel directly, not trying to pass through ways and ways to understand what's going on. It's quicker. I mean, it's easier unless maybe the, the person you're trying to communicate to is not is very close-minded. That's when it's a problem. But other words, being passive-aggressive is not a solution. Like I hear people here saying that I will not talk about it. I'll be delusional about it. 
<laughs> being the lulu is the solulu no it's not <laughs> it's not unless you don't care about that relationship and you don't want it to become something strong you don't want to build um this connection with this person yes be the lulu it will be the solulu but if you want to build something healthy in the long run communicate you might even realize that maybe that person is also learning from you to how to communicate so i just call myself a serial communicator because it also took me a long time to work on my communication strategies because i used to be just aggressive passive aggressive about it or even just avoid it that's it so yeah now let's talk about finding your communication style now that we have discussed assertive passive and passive aggressive communication it's but it's important to recognize that most people have a primary communication style but it can vary depending on the situation and the people involved so understanding your own communication style can help you become more aware of your strength and areas for improvement it can also allow you to adapt your style to better connect with others your significant others so now let's talk about how you can get your style how you understand how what is your, the best style for you to communicate so to determine your style pay attention to your typical communication patterns and how you react to various situations do you tend to speak your mind clearly are you confident or do you often avoid confrontation and or do you use direct expressions like how exactly do you communicate how is it easy for you so after you understand this remember that it's okay to strive for more assertive and effective communication even if you currently identify with pass- passive or passive aggressive or passive itself it's a skill that can be developed with practice take it from me i learned it took me years to learn how to communicate effectively i'm not there yet i'm still learning i'm still improving at some point i'm like did i really communicate well uh, is this how i want things to go how how can i communicate better for them to go better the way i want them to be fulfilled and content so yeah um it's not easy Com- communication is never easy but uh when you learn how to communicate it's it's worth it the work is worth it so now let's dive into our third segment which is navigating conflicts in the relationship so conflicts are there's something that people really don't want to tackle because when when you realize how actually relationship these days work it's like you have an issue with the person if you're passive aggressive you you make you be sarcastic about it and the next time it happens the third time you're like i don't think this person is my match you don't realize maybe this person could be your match if they were co- better communicators or if you were yourself a better communicator so you navigating conflict that means it's you trying to solve the conflict as soon as it's there as soon as it's hot rather than keeping it and bottling it up for it to become a pile of things that make you resent your, your significant other let's begin by acknowledging that the nature of conflict is natural it's a part of relationship you will not agree with the other person unless you guys have a problem you will not agree like all the time yes you agree but not all the time so be it with a partner family member friend or colleague it's essential to understand that disagreements are you know just another uh, the other person's perspective or opinion they are not necessarily harmful in fact they can lead to growth and understanding when managed effectively you could disagree with me and i learn from our disagreement and know that yeah that there's a whole different other perspective so conflict can arise from various sources such as you know differing differing expectations values or communication styles the key is not to avoid conflicts but to address it in a healthy and constructive manner 
I repeat this in a healthy and constructive manner. So constructive conflict resolution, when conflicts do arise, it's crucial to approach them with a constructive mindset. Here are some strategies for effective conflicts resolution. Use I statements instead of, you know, accusing the, the other person, blaming them. Express your feeling by saying, I feel hurt when you cancel plans at the last minute because it makes me feel unimportant. So you see here, you just, you you, you made the other person understand that whatever they, they're doing, even if they're not doing it intentionally to make you feel unimportant, it still made you feel that way. So use I mainly use i this approach focuses on just your emotions and encourages the other person to empathize with it so i understand me if someone came to me and like i know you said this and this in good way but it made me feel like this and this if you say this i will feel misunderstood you know i didn't mean the other person to feel misunderstood but that's how my statement made them feel so i would definitely empathize with them right away so avoid escalation Conflicts can quickly escalate if both parties become defensive and hostile. This is just something, this is, this part of communication is actually very general because it's the communication that can happen to you with your colleague, with your friend, with your family member. So it's not just for relationships. If you think you're being hostile, there's something I always encourage people to do is to take a break. You, you know, go time out because... Timeout is actually very, very nice. It may helps you cool down and communicate without anger or being, you know, aggressive to one another. So don't be hostile. If you feel like you cannot communicate effectively, like without being hostile or being defensive, take time out, go think, go to cool down and then come back and communicate well to, the, to your partner. So try to maintain a calm and respective tone during discussions. Take breaks if necessary. Like I said, cool off. You know, return with a, to, with, a, with a clear head and have the conversation. So also another part is seek compromise. Conflict resolution often involves finding the middle ground, you know, or compromising that both parties can agree, you know, something that brings you guys together. Um, it's essential to be willing to give, you know, and take to reach a manually satisfying resolution. It might not be if you want someone to, if you wanted to be at 80, and the other person wants to be an 80. You could re both reduce your 40 and meet you, meet yourselves in the middle. Meet each other in the middle. Yeah, so um, active listening, like I said, is very important in this case. We've discussed active listening before. And it's equally important in, in conflict resolution. Ensure that you're truly hearing the other person's perspective and validating their feelings, even if you disagree. We come back to also the role of empathy here in terms of resol res conflict resolution. Empathy, as we discussed, it plays a crucial role in conflict resolution when you can put yourself in the other person's shoes and understand their perspective. It becomes easier to find a common ground and resolve disputes. Um, empathy can be a powerful tool in escalating conflicts. Instead of seeing the other person as adversary, you can start to see them as someone with their own feelings and needs just like you. Because selfishly, we don't think that the other person is feeling because you want to confront the person but you don't know exactly how the the person is feeling maybe how they feel might even be worse than what you think so um lastly our last part is benefits of conflict resolutions so re resolving a conflict effectively you know offers numerous benefits to a relationship many that you already know that I won't be able to state but it helps prevent resentment from building up allows 
personal growth and strengthen trust. When conflicts are addressed, you know, actually, I used to, I, I normally tell my best friend this, when we have like a disagreement or a fight, every time we resolve it, I even love her more. <laughs> and she tells me the same, the same thing. She's like, bro, I love you more when we even done resolving our conflict. Because now when we fight, even if I'm angry at you, it's something I look forward to. So it's trust, it's the strength that comes from conflict resolution. So in, in romantic relationships, for example, successfully navigating conflicts can lead to greater intimacy and stronger bond. In professional settings, it can even improve team dynamic and productivity. So as we conclude, we, we learned about conflict resolution. We learned about uh, ways to communicate. We have the wrong ways to communicate, which is being passive and passive aggressive, and also the right ways to be assertive. We learned about active listening. We learned about empathy and understanding. So thank you very much for tuning in, and uh, we will do another part if you guys like this one. And uh, we still have so much, so much more to talk to you about. I hope you stay safe, stay cool. Ciao. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap for today's episode of Kigali and Luck. As always, we're going to give you more teas and teas. Don't forget to subscribe or review our podcast so you never miss out on our next thrilling episode. Thank you for tuning in. Stay cool, stay safe, and have fun.